Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Amen. Deuteronomy 6, 20. And when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What mean the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? Then thou shalt say unto thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Somebody say amen. amen. And the Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he sware unto our fathers. And he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swear unto our fathers. First Peter 2 and 9. Praise God. I know you've been standing a long time. So have I. You have it say amen. amen but ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light he called you out to bring you in. Amen. I want to I want to preach to you this morning on this stu- and on this subject. Stuck between the out of and the into. Stuck between the out of and the into. Amen. Why don't we lay our Bibles down for just a moment and just reach for him right now? Just pray to him. God, I need you to speak to me today. Come on, lift your voice unto the Lord today. What do you need him to do? In the name of Jesus. Come on, speak to us, Lord. Tell him, help the preacher today. Let your anointing flow. Loose your word, God, in this house. Loose that prophetic utterance, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to be understanding of your word. We'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, (laughs) That was a hearty, That's the best amen we got so far. (laughs) Amen. Do it again. Say, Mm. 
Feels good to sit down. Stuck between the out of and the into. The children of Israel were uh, uh, in Egypt due to the exploits of Joseph. Uh, Joseph was one of the sons of Jacob. He got sold by his brothers into slavery. Uh, he went to Egypt uh, not under his own desire or under his own will. Uh, but he was, he, how many know that the Bible says that they meant it for evil to get rid of Joseph, but God turned it around for good. Amen. That regardless of what we've gone through in our lives, uh, it seemingly has devastated our lives. We can look at our circumstances and our situations and we can believe that regardless of how bad it looks, that God can turn it around for good. How many believe that? Amen. It was because Joseph was in Egypt that, that the children of Israel found sustenance in the midst of a famine. Amen. It was because Joseph was in Egypt that the Israelites, the whole clan, 75, 76 of them uh, that were uh, in the land of Canaan, that when, when they heard there was corn in Egypt, they went to Egypt. And how many know when they found out Joseph was there and there was a place for them in Egypt that for God to sustain them throughout the drought and throughout the famine, that they went to be with Joseph in Egypt. And there was a land called Goshen that God provided them in the midst of a world that was dark and dying. Amen. How many know that God provides for his people? Amen. Sometimes through the midst of affliction and struggle is the way that God positions people in order to use them in his kingdom. Amen. I preached a message a couple of years ago in, in February, right before the pandemic hit, that God uses affliction, that it is affliction that is the currency of the kingdom of God that elevates his church. How many know the Bible tells us that when they were in Egypt and they were under strong bondage, severe bondage, it was, it was severe struggle and bondage that the more the Egyptians afflicted them that the more they multiplied and they grew in the midst of struggle and affliction and bondage the God's people began to multiply and grow because of the struggle you know sometimes uh, peace and rest and joy is not what's ordered amen, amen. how many know it's through resistance that we gain strength amen. when somebody gets in severe weight training they're, they're putting themselves through rigor and a, a strenuous, disciplined uh, exercise program. What is the purpose of that? To grow stronger uh, than they are, to be the best that they can be. And they put themselves under as much weight as they can, and they resist it as much as they can. And the more they resist the, the heavy, heaviness of the weight, the stronger they become. I want to tell you today, we've been through affliction. We've been through struggle. We've We've been through uh, uh, adversity, but the more that we've been through, the stronger we have become. We're stronger today than we've ever been. How many feel that? The more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and they grew. Amen. Sometimes uh, we are allowed to go through affliction and struggle so God can position us to benefit the kingdom of God. Amen. The Bible says that a Pharaoh rose up that knew not Joseph. And he began to 
inflict bondage upon the children of Israel. And for 400 years, they were in bondage to Egypt. They became slaves to Egypt. If you look up the name Egypt, it means blackness or darkness. Okay, they became slaves to darkness. The Egyptians began to use them to build the kingdom of Egypt. Amen. To build their buildings and uh, to build their monuments and, and to build all the, the plans that Pharaoh had. They began to afflict them and work them hard. And the Bible says that their, their labor was vig vigorous. It was strenuous. Somebody say it was strenuous. But there was a cry that went out from the children of Israel. There was a cry that went out through the midst of bondage. The hearts of the people began to call out for deliverance. The hearts of the people began to cry unto God for relief. Amen. And how many know that the Bible says that their cries came up before God? Amen. That, that the Lord was not, was not deaf to their cry, but he heard their cry in the midst of their bondage. And he called a man named Moses. And he said, Moses, I want you to, I spoke to him out of a burning bush. I want you to go to Egypt and I want you to tell Pharaoh to let my children go. Come on. I want you to go and tell him it's time for you to let these people go. God has spoken and it's time to let them go. Moses is on the backside of the wilderness, keeping his sheep. And he's like, Lord, <laughs> speaking to him out of a burning bush. Who do I tell him sent me? Amen. Who do I tell uh, Pharaoh sent me because in order to go and make a command to a king, you better have some authority. Amen. But how many know there's no greater authority than the authority of God? Amen. Our creator. There's when he speaks it, when, when he speaks it into existence, it is done. When he has said it, when he utters it out of his voice, when he prophesies it by his, by his prophets, when it utters through the voice of God and out of his word, how many know it is a done deal and he has the authority to bring it to pass. Somebody say he has the authority. He said, I want you to tell him that the, I am that I am sent you. Amen. How many know that Moses went to Egypt, went before Pharaoh? He said, God said, God said, somebody say, God said, the I am that I am, the self existent one. He says, I am whatever I need to be. Amen. I am the I am. I am whatever I need to be to be God. I am the self-existent one. I am the I am that I am. Somebody say, he's the I am. Amen. He can do whatever he said. He said, God said to let his people go. Amen. How many know he threw his staff down and become a snake? He picked it back up and it would become a staff again. <laughs> he put his hand in his vest, pulled it out, and it was leprous. He put it back into his vest, pulled it out. It was whole. Amen. And then Pharaoh said, ha, that's nothing. 
That's nothing. My magicians can do that. And so they begin, the lights begin to flash and the strobe light begin to come on and they begin to do their magic and work their voodoo, amen, and begin to bewitch the king with their magician, magician and, and their sorcery, amen. They begin to, uh, how many know that it was Janus and Jambred, uh, the, the ones that, 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 that were the magis magicians before King the Pharaoh in Egypt. And how many know that they bewitched? And if you look up what they did, they, they, they worked magic or they, they, the hand, it says, when you look it up, it says the hand is quicker than the eye. Or what they were doing, they were just deceiving the eye. They were just deceiving the king and all the people around and making it look like that they were able to do what the God of glory was doing. Amen. They, they were bewitching the people. How many know that you better watch that you're not deceived? That in the last days, it's going to look like men are working miracles, but the hand is quicker than the eye. You better know the spirit of God. You better know the, the power of the Holy Ghost when, when God is moving. You better not submit. Submit to just any spirit. Amen. The Bible says that Pharaoh hardened his heart. He wouldn't let the people go. Even though God commanded it, Pharaoh said no. Amen. Help me know through the process of time, God began to work wonders and signs in Egypt. Affliction upon the Egyptians upon the kingdom of darkness for what they were doing to the people of Israel. Amen. There was a, there was a turning of the tide. There was a turning of the tables where God began to work for the children of Israel. Come on. There was a, how many know there's a turning of the tide in this city. There, there is a changing, there's a change that has taken place in the spirit of this city. How many can feel that? There's a turning of the tide. Amen. There was a time when the kingdom of darkness was able to get away what they've been putting the people of God through and the people God is calling. But there is a changing of the tide. There is a dawning of a new day. Come on, where God is beginning to work against the powers of darkness in this city. I want to tell you the deliverance that he has purposed for this city has not yet come to fruition. But I want to tell you it's happening right now. There are signs and wonders being loosed against the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Amen. I believe there's going to be mass deliverance. Amen. I believe there are going to be thousands of drug addicts delivered by the power of God. I believe they're going to come out with God's mighty hand. Come on. I believe it's going to happen. It's happening right now, but it's going to happen in a greater magnitude. Amen. God's spoken it already. Somebody say, it's done. it's done. Amen. Through the process of time, God worked wonders and signs in Egypt. And, and he, Pharaoh began to change his mind about the children of Israel. Amen. I no longer want to keep them in bondage. Because I don't want to go through what I'm having to go through. Amen. When God tightens the, the stranglehold upon the kingdom of darkness, how many know the devils will flee? Amen. They don't have any choice but to let go. Amen. How many know that the children of Israel had an opportunity to get out? Amen. The Lord came to Moses and he said, all right, I'm going to have the death angel pass through Egypt. It's going to kill all the firstborn. All the firstborn children of every home is going to die. But here's what you need to do. You need to take a lamb 
a spotless lamb. Come on, a lamb without spot and without blemish. Amen. Check it over good. It's got to be a representation of Jesus Christ. The lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Amen. I want you to kill that lamb. And I want you to take the blood of that lamb and spread it upon the doorposts of every home. Come on. Of every home of every Israelite. And I want you to stay in the house. Come on. Spread the blood upon the, the doorposts and stay in the house. Don't come out. Because when the death angel comes, he, he's not going to just, he's not just going to recognize a well-lived life. Come on. He's not just going to recognize somebody who tried to do good. He's not going to recognize just a home that tried to live right. What he's going to recognize is the blood of the lamb. And when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass. I will pass over you. How many is thankful for the blood of the lamb that taketh away the sin of the whole world? Amen. When that death angel passed over on that dark, gloomy night, it passed over every home. And the home that didn't have the blood, they felt the judgment of the living God. But every home that was covered in the blood, every home that had the blood of the lamb, every home that had obedience of the blood of the spotless lamb was delivered, was delivered from the power of darkness. Man, I feel the power of God. If you're thankful for the blood, stand to your feet and clap your hands to the Lord with all of your might. And shout, thank God for the blood. Oh, you can be seated. It's the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. Come on, how many know it's the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary? It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. There's not a place where you could have lived where the blood of Jesus cannot reach to. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than every sin. It's more powerful than every power of the enemy. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. You don't have the power to hold God's people. The blood of Jesus has been loosed. Thank God for the blood. Amen. There was a great cry that went out in Egypt because of the firstborn of all Egyptians were slain. Not just the Egyptians, but any home that neglected the blood. Come on. Without Jesus, you're not going to make it. Amen. It's not enough just to, just to say that you serve God. Come on. It's not enough just to say that you believe in God. How many know you got to repent of your sin? Amen. You got to be baptized in his name. You got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You got to follow through with the plan of salvation so he can get you into Jesus. Come on. Once you're into Jesus, you're covered in the blood. Somebody say, thank God for the blood. You can't make it without the blood. Maybe there was Israelite homes that refused to follow in obedience to the word of God. They too fell under the judgment of the Lord. But every home, somebody say every home, that had the blood applied was free. My goodness. Thank God for the blood. 
All the firstborn of the Egyptians had died, even Pharaoh's. Amen. Pharaoh called Moses. He said, I want you to take these people and get out of here. Amen. How many know that, that uh, there were cities that the, the apostles went into where uh, the Bible says that uh, the, the rulers of the cities came to, to, to Paul and to uh, his companions and said, you men do trouble this city. Amen. Because to the, to, the, to, the, to the kingdom of darkness, the church is a thorn in their side. Come on, to the plans of the kingdom of darkness, the, the, the true church, the church of the living God, the church who lives righteously and operates according to the word of God. They are a thorn in the side of every plan and every ploy of hell. And I believe that Pharaoh was saying, I can't take it anymore. You people are doing more harm than good. Get out of here. Amen. Amen. Moses said, come on, folks, let's go. Get your stuff. Hey, man, they got everything and they left Egypt. Somebody say they got out of Dodge. It's not enough just to be covered in the blood. You got to get out of Egypt. Hey, man, Egypt represents the world. It represents darkness. It represents the kingdom of darkness. Hey, Amen. You got to make up your mind after you've repented of your sins. Come on. And you get into Jesus. You got to get out of the world. You got to get out of darkness. There needs to be a separation. Come on. That I'm leaving what I came from. God has called me out of some things and he's taken me into some things. But I got to make up my mind. I'm not living in that mess anymore. I refuse to live in bondage. I refuse to live under a addiction. I refuse to live under lust. I refuse to live under my past sins, my past failures, and my past life. I'm getting out of Egypt. Amen. They ran. Got their stuff and ran. Can you imagine? Two to three million people. Got some lint in my lips. Strike that from the live stream. Somebody say, they're out. Okay, they're out. They're moving, buddy. Whoo-wee. Lord just set us free. Amen. They're out. They're, they're, they're running for freedom. They don't even know where they're going. Right? I don't even know where I'm going. All I know is I'm out of Egypt. How I many know that's the way it is when, when, you, when, you, when you come out of darkness, when you repent of your sins and, and you get out, of, uh, out from underneath that debt that you owed and you don't even care where you're going. You just know I'm getting out of there. Come on. I, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what the plan is. I, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but I know I'm getting out of Dodge. Come on, somebody. They're, they're moving and they don't even know where they're going. They're just following Moses. All right, Moses. What next? Right? Bible says that as they got out from Egypt a little bit, Pharaoh had a change of mind. He's like, all right, get every chariot you got and go after them. Kill every one of them. Slay them. Kill every one of them. Take care of them. Wipe them out. He's leading the charge. Amen. How many know Pharaoh's leading the charge? 
the people turn around and all they see smoke on the horizon, dust. And they call them all lost. And the ones that are in the back of the crowd, <laughs> how many know there's a time to get in the front? There used to be a saying, I don't have to outrun the bear, I just got to outrun you. <laughs> right, Mike? That's why I ain't going bear hunting, because I can't outrun anybody. <laughs> Amen. The people in the back saw it first. Oh, no, Pharaoh's coming. And I, how many know it began to make its way through, throughout until it got to Moses. But when God brings you out, how many know he makes provision for your future? He doesn't bring you out just to leave you or forsake you. Amen. And I want to tell you tonight that the enemy's not today, that the enemy's not happy about the decision that you've made to get out of Egypt. Come on. The enemy is not happy about the changes that you've been making in your world and the prayers that you've been praying and the way that you've been coming to church and being faithful to God. He's not happy about that. And he's in pursuit of you. But I want to tell you that the God is for you is greater than he that is against you. The power of God that's for you is greater. Amen. As they begin to see the Egyptians coming. Amen. How many know that God stood between the Israelites and the Egyptians? A pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And the Bible says, read it. It says that the pillar of fire was darkness under the Egyptians. But it was light unto the Israelites. And the Israelites were traveling in the light of the pillar of fire. And the, dark, and the Egyptians trying to find them were stumbling around in the darkness. Man, I love the word of God. How many know that he's a pillar of fire uh, by night and a pillar of cloud by day? And he'll stand between you and the enemy? Amen. They got to the Red Sea. hope was lost. They're, they're, they're out of Egypt and they've come to the first obstacle. The first obstacle was the sea, the Red Sea in front of them. They didn't have time to try to work their way around it. They're at a dead end. Somebody say a dead end. Have you ever been there? They're at a dead end in their life. They've come to the obstacle that they cannot overcome. <laughs> Standing before the Red Sea, they all stop and stare. They look at Moses. Luke, you're Moses. Stand up. Don't he look like a Moses? You're supposed to be 80 years old. What now? What now? You brought us this far. I believe Moses was like, I don't know. Amen. Sometimes being a pastor, people ask you questions that you can't answer. I didn't see this happening. Right? You can sit down. Thanks, bro. 
I didn't see this happening. I, I was just happy to get out of Egypt and Pharaoh to let, let you go. I don't know. Right? What are we going to do? Why did you bring us out of Egypt so that we could die here at the Red Sea? We should have just stayed in Egypt. You know, that's what happens. You get out of darkness for a while. Come on. You get out. You're happy to be out for a couple days. And you start feeling the pressure of the enemy. Come on. You start feeling the call to Egypt to go back to Egypt. Because whenever a hard times arise in your life, how many know that God didn't promise there wouldn't be struggles? He didn't promise there wouldn't be hard times. He never said that you wouldn't go through anything. Uh, there's a song that says, he never said that the cross would not get heavy. Come on. He never said. But what he did say is he'd never leave you. He would never forsake you. That he would be behind you and before you and beside you. And he would go with you. At the first sign of trouble, I'm going back to Egypt. Maybe if we just turn around and give in. Maybe if we just turn around and say that, 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 that we'll just give in and go back to the way that everything was, that maybe they'll leave us alone then. Right? The first sign of trouble, we want to go back to that person that we were. Come on, at the first sign of trouble, we want to go back to the bottle. Come on, at the first sign of trouble, we want to go back to the, to the needle. Come on, at the first sign of trouble, we want to go back to sensuality and illicit sex. Come on, somebody. At the first sign of trouble, we want to give in and go back to the person that we was. But we need to understand that when God paid the price on the cross, he didn't pay the price for your short-term deliverance. He paid the price for long-term deliverance and a new life and a new name written down in glory. Amen. And when I came out of Egypt, Brother Mike, I made up my mind. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I, will, I won't go back. I don't care what happens. I'm not turning back. I'm not leaving. I'm not going back where I came from. Somebody's got to make a decision this morning. I'm not going back. I feel the pressure of hell. I feel the pull of hell, of darkness, trying to get me back. But I have made up my mind. I am clean, and I'm staying clean. I'm free, and I'm staying free. I'll stand and fight if I have to. Amen. Moses goes to prayer. He's like, Lord, Lord, what now? Man, they're wanting to kill me. <laughs> Leadership's hard some days, Brother Chuck. Hey, man, they're wanting to kill. They're wanting to kill me. They're blaming me. I'm the one that got them into this mess. Hey, Amen. Putting false soap into their heads. Now they're wanting to turn around and go back to Egypt. Hey Amen. What are we going to do? And the Lord makes a statement to Moses. He said, see that rod in your hand? Come on. That's a, that's a representation of who I am in your life. I am your path. 
I am your provision. I am your guide. I am your shepherd. Come on. And any path that I lead you into, how many know I'm going to make provision for? I want you to take that staff and I want you to stretch it out over the water. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And Moses stood forth before all the children of Israel and he took the rod of the Lord and he held it out over the water and he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And how many know the wind began to blow? The heavens began to loose the winds of the Lord and the water began to roll back inch by inch feet by feet mile by mile it rolled back into big walls of water and the Bible tells me that the children of Israel went across on dry ground amen they crossed over the Red Sea in total and complete deliverance amen we still serve that God Amen. You know, he still has the power over every obstacle. Come on, over every wall standing in your way, over everything that the enemy has placed in your way, and you seemingly in between a rock and a hard place and don't know how you're going to get out and don't know how you're going to move forward. You're stuck between coming out and going in, and you're unsure of what's going to happen. I want to tell you, you need to turn to the salvation of God. Turn to God's word and begin to declare it over your path. Declare it over every obstacle and the word of God will prevail. It'll prevail. Amen. They crossed over on dry ground. Two to three million of them. Amen. No doubt they're running. Whoo-wee. The Lord, he is good. Amen. They get on the other side. They turn around. They're still coming. He parted the Red Sea, but, but they're still coming. How many know when the children of Israel got free and got clear? He pulled back his provision. He pulled back his protection. And that which pursued them was destroyed in the water. Amen. The water that freed the Israelites is the water that destroyed their army. Come on, somebody. I want to tell you, God is good and he knows how to free us. And his salvation is complete in Jesus' name. He killed them all in the Red Sea. I heard somebody say, a preacher say one time, a guy come to him and said, that that water that God parted at the Red Sea was only two inches deep. And the preacher starts shouting and dancing. He said, what are you shouting about? He said, because God drowned Pharaoh's army in two inches of water. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. How many know I believe it was walls of water? Amen. I believe it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a miracle. It was a miracle from God that he drowned Pharaoh's army. And I don't care what's pursuing you. I don't care what's up against you. I don't care what it looks like. If God before you, who can stand against you? You are more than conqueror through Christ Jesus who loved you and gave himself for you. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that rises against you, God will condemn. For that is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and he is for us and not against us. 
Clap your hand to the Lord. He's worthy. Somebody say, he brought them out. Man, they were dancing and rejoicing. They got the tambourines out. Whew, I mean, we did get some tambourines out. I had a dream last night. Listen to this. That somebody in the church brought me an armful of tambourines and said, here, you need to give, the, you need to give these to some people. Now, tambourines can be a blessing. But I've been in churches where they weren't. <laughs> the music's trying to play on one beat. And the guy that's got the tambourine has no beat. He's just beating, yeah. I don't think they just gave tambourines to anybody. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We need somebody with some rhythm that's got the tambourines. Somebody say amen. amen. If you don't have rhythm, you know who you are. Stay away from the tambourines. <laughs> that's funny. I don't care who you are. I had a dream. Somebody brought me a, a handful of tambourines and said, here, hand these out. I'm like, did with them? I took them and put them in the closet. Because <laughs> I've had bad experiences with tambourines. But I believe that's a representation of handing out praise. I do. I believe it's a representation. When somebody gets delivered from something, they have a tambourine. Come on. They have something to, to beat that drum about. They have something to shout about and to dance about and to glorify God, glorify God for. Come on, if you've been delivered from anything, if you've been helped from anything by God, why don't you stand to your feet and clap your hands to the Lord and thank him for his power. Thank him for his blessing. Thank, thank him for his provision. He brought you out by his mighty hand. You can be seated. Somebody say there's more. He brought them out to bring them in. Amen. Somebody say, he brought them out, brought out to take them in. You know, it's possible for us to come out of darkness, come out of addiction. Come on, come out of alcoholism, come out of, uh, of, of addiction to pornography, come out of, of divorce, come out of, uh, of darkness, I mean gross darkness, to come out uh, of pain and suffering and, and anxiety and depression. How many know what I'm talking about? It's possible for us to come out of those things and never really step into what God has for us. There is purpose on this church. God don't bring you out unless he wants to take you in. Come on, his whole purpose of delivering you was not to leave you in the wilderness. After they got on the other side of the Red Sea, they turned around and they're like, I gave up that for, 
You know, look up the word wilderness. It means desolate. It means dry. It means it means void. It means there's the nothingness. You know, there's there's really nothing there. He brought you out of bondage, but what you've stepped into, you haven't necessarily stepped into the promise yet. You're in between where he's taking you and where you've come out of. Come on. You're in between the purpose of God. You're in between why he brought you out and where you came from. Come on. He, you, you're in between darkness and light. You're in between deliverance and total and complete uh, 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 of uh, victory in your life. Somebody say, man. And so they turned around and they realized, man, we got a little bit of a journey. Amen. I, I, I've, I've, I've counseled people, a lot of people who say, you know, when, when I, after I got baptized, I got filled with the Holy ghost, man, I felt so good. I, I felt so good. I felt so free. But the moment I stepped back into my life, Thought all this would be gone. I thought all those midnight texts would be gone. I thought maybe the desire to go back to Egypt would be completely gone. Come on. I, I thought the, 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 that voice in my head would be gone. Amen. Stepped into a life that you thought things would be different in your life. But how many know that it's a step-by-step -step journey to get to the purpose of God? Amen. You've come out of Egypt. You've stepped out of darkness. Your sins are no longer against you. They've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. You have been freed from the kingdom of darkness. And God is taking you into the kingdom of light. But there's a little bit of a journey to get there. And you're going to have to trust God for the provision to get through every day of your life from this point forward. You're not going to be able to depend on yourself. You're not going to be able to go back. You have to depend on God. Amen. Now, you're no longer depending on yourself. You're depending on him. How many know that the children of Israel, they, the first stop they came to was the waters of Merah. They got to the water and the waters were bitter. Is this okay? Is everybody all right? I'm almost done. The waters were bitter. It means they couldn't drink them. So they're in the wilderness with no water, no source of water. And they come to the spring, and if they drink of it, it's going to kill them. Amen. And so they, they start murmuring again against Moses. How many know it's always the preacher's fault? I thought my life would be different. I didn't expect this. I thought God was working for me. Come on. I, I, thought, I thought everything was just going to go right. I thought it was going to fall into place. I didn't think I was going to have to face bitterness. I didn't think I was going to have to face unforgiveness or offense. I didn't have to think I was going to have to face any of these obstacles. And now I'm out here where God brought me and I'm facing this. I should have just stayed in Egypt. Every time. There was something in them that wanted to go back every time they faced an obstacle. And I want to tell you this morning, there are people under the sound of my voice that the moment something bad happens or something steps in your way and it doesn't go as smoothly as you want it to, that's your first words out of your mouth. 
That's got to change. You need to say, God's taken me somewhere. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand where I'm going. I don't know, understand exactly how I'm going to get there. I don't understand yet what the exact purpose is. But all I know is he brought me out. And if he brought me out, he's going to take me in. If he brought me out, he's going to provide for me. If he brought me out, he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. If he brought me out, though, whatever it is that's formed against me, God's going to prosper it in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. God showed Moses. He said, there's a tree here. Cut down that tree, throw it in that water. And the Bible says that the moment that he cut down that tree, threw it in the water, it made the bitter water sweet. And I believe that's a representation of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord began to speak. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. Because I didn't just bring you out of darkness or bondage. I'm going to heal you too. Come on. And there's some bitterness that you have on the inside that you've not got free from. And it's keeping you from drinking of that river of living water. But God is saying, I have given my life. I have laid it down so that you could have life and life more abundantly. Somebody say amen. 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 So they, uh, he heals the bitter waters and they drink. They don't have any food to eat, so he provides manna from heaven. Think about it. They don't have any food. They begin to murmur. That's a, that's a pattern. You know, murmuring's a pattern. Why don't we just call it what it is? Complaining. We got any complainers in the house? Mm. Some of us went. Or we elbowed our spouse. Amen. Every time something happened, they began to complain. God rained manna from heaven. Bread from heaven. When they come out of their tents in the morning, Brother Anthony, the, the, the ground would be covered with manna. All they had to do was scoop it up. Just what I needed. <laughs> I mean, he's the bread from heaven. Some of us can't get through our days, but we're not finding that place with the Lord in the morning. It was in the morning they woke up and the bread was laying on the ground already. If they let it go too long, how many of it would lay there and would rot? And that, that bread was no good for them anymore. Come on. You got to get it early. Somebody say, get it early. Seek God first. Get it in the morning. You want bread from heaven? It's available. It's available every day of your life. If you're part, I don't care if you're in the desert or the wilderness or not. I don't care if you haven't stepped into your promise. There is bread from heaven. If you have come out of Egypt, there is food for your soul. There is angel food. There's food for your soul. The word of God is food for our soul. Amen. They got to the, the banks of the Jordan River. Stand with me all around the building. They got to the banks of the Jordan. Moses chose out some 12 men, one from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. He said, I want you to go spy out the land. They're on the brink 
of their purpose. They've gotten to the, there's so much more that happened in that wilderness, I don't have time to talk about it. They got to the brink of the Jordan. The crossing over the Jordan meant it was a representation. They're crossing into the land that God had promised them. They're crossing over into their purpose. Crossing over into uh, that, that land that had been spoken to them since the time that they were children. Twelve uh, spies went over to search out the land and to check it out and see if it really was what God said it was. The Bible says that they saw the land, that it was flourishing with milk and honey. The fruit was so big that they carried a cluster of grapes. Read it. Read it. On a, on a staff, they tied the one cluster of grapes on a staff, and it took two of them to carry it. Everything that God said was there. Everything that uh, God had spoken was there, just like he said. But there were some things there that God didn't mention. It was the things that God didn't mention that caused the children of Israel not to claim their promise. They came back and they said, the land is everything that God said it was. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's got fruit and, and everything that we need to survive. It's flourishing with life. But there's giants there. Have you ever wondered why God didn't mention that? Because it doesn't matter. Because when he speaks it, regardless of the opposition, he's going to bring it to pass. Somebody say amen. amen. But there's giants there. The sons of Anak are there. We saw them with our own eyes. And we were as grasshoppers in their sight. And we were as grasshoppers in our own sight. We cannot take the land. Wow. And the Lord spoke and said, because you have brought an evil report, you will not step into the promise that I have for you, except for Joshua and Caleb. The Bible says that Caleb stilled the people. And he said, we are more than able. We are well able to take this land. If God spoke it, we're able to do it. The only people out of that generation that crossed over into their purpose was Joshua and Caleb, too. Why? Because they believed it. Somebody say, they believed it. It's possible. I want somebody to hear me this morning. That you think where you've come from has disqualified you to stepping into what God has always purposed for your life. That you have some way messed it up and that you're less than you were because of where you've been and what you've came out of. But I want to tell you this morning that that is a lie from the pit of hell that you are still purposed to step into your promise. I don't care what it is that he's brought you out of. 
Here's the catch. You got to believe it. See, they had developed a mindset from being in bondage. Some of us have spent the last two years in bondage. And we didn't even realize it till this morning. Amen. That there have been things that have been holding us back and keeping us down and keeping us from claiming what God has for our lives. Uh, uh, when you're living bondage, it's possible for you to develop a victim mentality. You're always a victim. You're never going to win. People are always against you. No matter what the circumstance is, it is always going to turn out for my detriment. Well, guess what? This morning, that needs to change. You need to have a mind makeover and realize that you're no longer that person that was in bondage. I'm no longer that addict. Quit calling yourself an addict. You're not an addict anymore. Come on. Quit calling yourself an alcoholic. You're not that person. Quit bringing up your past and your failures. You're not that person anymore. I am more. Somebody say, I'm more. More than that. God wants us to have a mind makeover today and realize I'm crossing over. And I know God's going to stretch your limit. He's going to ask us to do things that we didn't think we could ever do. I, I had somebody tell me one time, God will never ask you to do something you can't do. I said, that's a lie. He will always ask you to do something that you can't do. Because if you can do it, why do you need him? Come on, how many know there's a Christianity that we're, that's in the world today that will tell you that? But we're believing for the miraculous. How many's believing for the miraculous? I'm believing for the hand of God, the provision of God. Amen. And when you step across Jordan River and get that command from God, it's time. It's time. It's time to cross over. It's time to step into. It's time to step out of the wilderness and into the promise of God that the hand of God is with us. It's for us. It's not against us. Somebody say amen. Lift your hands to the Lord right now and say, God, I feel like I'm stuck right now, but I'm not listening to that voice any longer. I'm not listening to that voice of darkness, that call of Egypt. I'm not listening to my past and my past experiences any longer. He has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light, and the voice of light is going to lead me. The word of God is going to order my steps. I'm going to go where he wants me to go do what he wants me to do be who he wants me to be I'm going to operate under the hand of almighty God and I'm going to claim the calling, the anointing the purpose that he has for me and for my family I'm not running away from adversity, I'm going to cross over I'm going to stand against it I'm going where God is leading hallelujah I'm going I'm going. 
I've made up my mind. I'm going, Zach. I'm going. I'm crossing over. I don't care if nobody wants to go with me. I'm going. I'm going with the purpose of God. I'm going where the Holy Ghost leads. I'm going where the power of God is before me. I don't care if there's giants in this city. They're going to fall. They're coming down. I don't care if there's walls that stand against us. They're coming down in the name of Jesus. God has given us the land. He has given us the land. Somebody say, he's given us the land. Lift your hands and just begin to feel after him just for a moment. Oh, man. I feel the word available. I feel the word available in my spirit. I can see it so clear. It's so bright in bold letters. Available. And I believe the Lord is saying it's available. The power is available. The gifting's available. The salvation's available. The deliverance is available. Everything that you need is available. It's here today. It's with you. It's for you. God is not against you. Your past can't stand in your way any longer if you don't let it. It's available. Come on. It's available. If you want what God has for you. I want you to step out of your pew, run down to this altar and crawl into this altar and say God I'm yours. I'm yours. God I pray that you would give me a mind makeover. I pray that you would cause me to listen to the right voices. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would loose those miracles that if you have purposed for my future and for my family in the name of Jesus the power to overcome the power to walk in victory. In the name of Jesus, come on. If you want it, it's available. If you don't want it, I'll take what he's got for you too. But I want what he has for me. I want it all. Come on. There are people under the sound of my voice. You have felt empty. You have felt like you've gone as far as you can go. You're missing something. Everything's going fine in your world, but you're missing something. There's an emptiness. It's the will and the purpose of God. And you won't be fulfilled in anything that you do until you loose yourself to step into what God has purposed for your life. It is still available. God has not changed his mind. He has not withdrawn his calling. It's available today. It's available for you. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.